Welcome to Stateside F1. I'm Joe Leonardo. That man making the sound of, I'm going to say, Daniel Ricardo killing it for the first time this season is Andrew Berger. Hey guys, good to be here. How you doing? Mexican Grand Prix. And this is the Mexican Grand Prix, as you just mentioned. We have our good friend, friend of the pod, Anton here, who also runs ForecastF1.com, where we predict who's uh, the top 10 of the race that's coming for the weekend, and we get to compete against other podcasts and other Formula One fans around the world. And Joe, I don't know about you, but I've been having a great time because I'm number one. I mean, Yeah. I understand why you're having a great time. But Anton DeVries, thank you for being here. Yeah, great to be back, guys. Joe, let's why don't we explain a little bit about you you could explain it better than I. Explain just the gist of Forecast F1, then we'll get into the Mexican Grand Prix. <laughs> Shouldn't Anton explain it? <laughs> why am I why did you task me with explaining it? I will how about right. this? Anton, I'll try to explain it and you tell me where I'm wrong. All right, all right. Go ahead. So forecast-f1.com is a leaderboard where everyone gets to sign up and before qualifying, right? Not free practice three, qualifying, correct? Exactly. Okay, before qualifying, you can fill in your top 10 for the race and also fastest lap. And then when the race results come out on Sunday, the genius algorithms that Anton designed ranks everyone's predictions based on a point system. Yeah, that's exactly right. (laughs) Did I uh, I do justice? Yeah, you did. No, so basically you score the same points as the driver score. So, you know, getting the winner right gets you 25 points. Uh, Getting P2 correct gets you 18, P3 15, down the list to even a point for fastest lap. Nice. Let, Let me ask you a quick question. So like when, if I say like, Perez is going to take podium. He's going to be first and Verstappen's going to be sta- uh, second. But then in the race, Verstappen is first and Perez is second. What's like, what does that do for the points? Right. So say you put Verstappen second and he actually wins the race. You get 50% of the 25 points that he gets. So it's 12 and a half. Gotcha. So, let, so last race, Perez finished fourth, didn't he? And you put him on, you put him there as the winner. So yeah. you get twelve and a half percent. No, you got three point eight points for it. Three point seven five. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah. So the closer you get to it, so even if you get the top ten, like you get the right people there, but in the wrong spots, you still score a decent amount of points. That's the idea. Better get them all right though, like Andrew did. Close well, to Andrew that. had one great couple of races ago. Because <laughs> if we look at, because we have a league, so everyone listening, if you want to be a part of our league, just message us, DM us. Uh, however you can get in touch with us, do, and then sign up, tell us about it, and we'll just throw you in our league. So all of our past guests have been part of our league. Um, it's it's super fun, and we just, uh, we I, I'll speak for myself. I like to <laughs> be as competitive as I can. But, man, Andrew had one good race. I can't remember which one it, it was. It was Monza. And, it was Monza. Ah, Monza. He got, like, best. the first seven positions correct. Uh, Mon- Monza's it's my favorite tr- it's my favorite track yeah, on the I F1 imagine calendar. it is now <laughs> yeah 
during even I'll say even during the pandemic, my my brothers who are, are also part of the league, they they have a steering wheel and pedals set up. So during the pandemic, we were playing uh, Gran Turismo and F one. Probably at that time was twenty twenty. We were just like in our well. It was our spare time for six months, essentially. So we had spare time all the time. I was just running laps on Monza in in either Formula F1 2020 in Lewis Hamilton or Lando Norris's car, or I was attempting to figure out how to drift on uh, Curva Grande in some Aston Martin in Gran Turismo. And I will say... I would not be upset if there was another lockdown for me to kind of practice my drifting again. Are you trying to release a new disease into the world? So you can I am a disease. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, have you played the new F1 manager game yet? Is that out? Yeah, I it's haven't. Out. It's out, I, Anton? You played it? No, lack of time. <laughs> oh, do you have it? No, I don't. <laughs> I think that's for the best. <laughs> so yeah. I think I'll just play it day and night. I only have the Switch. Uh, and they don't have it for the Switch. So I can't they don't? Play. Oh. Yeah. I know someone in audio who worked on the game. And he said it is. it was incredibly fun to work on. And it's also incredibly fun to play. So... I believe my brothers, they have a PS4, so maybe I'll ask them if they have it. And we'll do, you know, we can do a live Twitch stream of us being terrible and being, uh, you know, Joe, you should be Helmet Marco and I'll be Christian Horner and I'll just be right in front of the camera while you're the emperor telling me exactly what to do. <laughs> I'll be like, Alpha Tari, crash your car so we can get a safety car. <laughs> That was a controversy at in some season. I remember. Wasn't that wasn't that a controversy a couple of races ago? Where yeah, there it was. There were people were like, I think it was Pierre Gasly, or was it Yuki? Oh no, it was Yuki. They're it like, all Yuki. right, tell Yuki to that his car doesn't work or something. See, with with my my brain power, each race I remember it for our episodes, but then if you go like two weeks later, I'm like, what like. Mexico Grand Prix, I remember it, but I needed to watch a lot of YouTube to remember what actually happened in the race. I actually was almost about to watch the entire race again if I had the time. If you need help sleeping, watch that race again. Oh. It was a boring one, I will say. Well, let's talk Mexican Grand Prix. Let's do it. All right, so Joe, Anton, if you could pick one word to describe the Mexican Grand Prix, what would you say? Here, Joe, you go first. Snooze. Actually, I'm not going to use snooze because it's that's a take that a lot of people have. So I'm going to go with something else. Okay. Redemption. Redemption for Daniel Ricardo. Love it. He had himself a fantastic race. It's the Daniel we wanted to see all season long, and he finally peeked his head out. So I'm going with... A redemption. I I can appreciate that. Anton, what, what do you have to respond to that and then share your word? Um, can it be two words? We can hyphenate it. Mm, yes. Long wait. But I mean, referring to, you know, seeing whether 
uh, Verstappen would keep it out in the mediums and everyone just, you know, waiting to see whether he could make that happen, yes or no. I guess that was the long... I mean, it was it was a bit of a boring race, but then again, they can't all be that exciting as Silverstone was this year. Without the valleys, you don't appreciate how tall the peaks are. Exactly, and in and, and, and certain way, you know, boring race can still be a well, relatively good watch. Sure, yeah, like that, like the Ricardo. Honestly, you you spoke about the the staying out on the mediums. That was because of Daniel. Right. Daniel stayed out, and right. Red Bull scrapped their second pit. They yeah. were on a two pit strategy. They started on softs, where uh, Mercedes started on hards. And was going to do. They were going to do a one pit strategy, go from hards to mediums, where the Red Bull strategy was softs to was it softs to hards to mediums? I can't. I don't, no, I don't soft know. to medium. Yeah, softs to medium. Yeah, but they ended yeah. up just doing a one pit thing because they saw Daniel stay right. out there for so long. And it was funny because I was, you know, everyone was saying how amazing it was that Daniel and Verstappen were out for forty five laps on the mediums. But I was looking afterwards at the the report from Pirelli of the tires, and I saw that Perez was actually 48 laps out of the median tires. So he did even a longer stint on them. And his pace was amazing. He yeah. was doing, what was it, a one minute, 22 second? Every lap for God knows how many laps. Jeez. I think for the, yeah, for the full, like all laps except for the safety car laps, I think. It's ridiculous. nursed those tires. Masterclass. And it just shows how good of a driver he is. Everyone keeps saying, oh, it's the car, it's the car, it's the car. Like, yes, a big chunk of it is the car. But a lot of it is the driver. And just looking at his lap times shows. Lewis was on the radio being like, hey, Verstappen's tires, they're they're not wearing out. What's going on? They're not falling off. We'll get back to you, Lewis, or whatever they keep saying to him. (laughs) Because they planned on those mediums falling off at some point. They just never did. It was crazy. It was weird that uh, Mercedes was... You know, having both cars on the same strategy, that I thought was a bit odd. Yeah. They're death by strategy. This whole season, they've been death by strategy. That's not true, because the porpoising and stuff. Earlier in the season, they did have mechanical issues. Recently, they've been so death by strategy. Georgie boy. He wanted to go out on softs. He was complaining. He was like, put me on softs. And they're like, shut up, George. Keep driving. (laughs) That... George, we we don't have to share. I don't need to share my opinions on George Russell. It was I. I wanted Verstappen to give Perez the win of the Mexican Grand Prix, though. Sure, but I will say this: Verstappen winning gives him that record of fourteen wins in a season. Yeah that that's why that's why Verstappen won the race. That's why they didn't give it to Perez. Plus, giving it to someone is not as satisfying as, I mean... Yeah, actually winning. Perez doesn't want that gift. You think he wants to be given, the the man of the people himself, Mr. Mexico, the future president and king of Mexico, would want to be handed a win? No, sir. Well, if if he's considered royalty, they usually allow royalty some level of advantage. In a traditional sense. I was somewhat yes. expecting that Max might mm, change his engine and start from the back, giving it an easier shot to Perez, but then he didn't. I was mm. expecting that beforehand, but I guess they got enough 
engines in the pool. I feel like he doesn't even need to. <laughs> He's been killing it. No, yeah, but unless, that unless could have been like Red Bull's present to Paris. But oh, I see. I see. Yeah. Uh, also, Red Bull it, doesn't seem like a team to like. Yeah, you're right. To to give a gift to their second driver. <laughs> you know what I mean? Verstappen is their is their guy, and Perez is there to just fill a seat. Yeah. Do you do you think if they brought Gasly back that Gasly would be as capable or more capable than he was two years ago? That's I a good question. That's a good question. Yeah, I just watched the race. Uh, what was it? The twenty twenty one. German Grand Prix or was the 2019 German Grand Prix? The one that was in the rain. It was insane. Uh, where Mercedes just like could not keep it together. I mean, nobody could keep it together. I think five cars DNF'd. Vettel yeah. got second. Uh, yeah, that was got a 19, first. I think. Yeah. Was it 2019? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. What did yeah. I say? 2021? Yeah, that's right. Cause that'd be last year. No, th- yeah, it was 2019. Um, yeah, and, and just Gasly. It was during that era of Gasly just crap in the bed. Yeah. I feel like a lot of these drivers, that, I feel like a couple of years ago, they were taking these drivers that were way too young, whereas now they're taking young drivers, but they're drivers that have a lot more experience, I would say. Like, they've been in other racing series other than just F2. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. DeVries is a, f- uh, a Formula E champion, isn't he? Yeah. Yes. And we also have um, Logan Sargent coming in for Williams. He's F2? Yeah, F2. Yes, F2. We also, we also had, do we have an IndyCar driver coming in? I thought that was Logan Sargent. No. No, he's Formula E. That two. was supposed to be Colton Herta, but yes. does, doesn't get his super license. Super license. I remember he was the, he was the big the big question at hand. If yeah, he, he would have been a contestant for the AlphaTauri seat. Yes. Yeah. And AlphaTauri is uh, going with... Um, Nick De Vries. De Vries, yes. Yeah. And we have Oscar Piastri going to McLaren. Yes. Okay. And there's talk of uh, Hulkenberg coming back for Haas. Yes, to Haas. Yeah. yeah. The Hulk. I'm about it, but that should really go to... Danny Rick. I imagine Haas spoke to Danny Rick and he said no. And I, I kind of weirdly think he's playing hardball a little bit to probably ask for more money. That's maybe my heart wanting that, but now I really think he's going to take a year off, which is crazy because taking a year off, you're not guaranteed to come back. If anything, your percentage diminishes uh, exponentially if you take a year off. So. Oh. I th- I read I think it was today he's gonna the news of Danny Rick is that he may be a reserve driver for either Mercedes or Red Bull. Yeah, Red Bull thing. I thought it was a meme. I didn't know that was real. No, I think there was rumor of both. But then yeah, like Andrew said, I think today it was it was getting uh, in the news again that that it might be Merck res- reserve driver indeed. Uh, I did want to mention. Because we talked about Pierre Gasly, um, yeah, he got a five-second penalty in the Mexican Grand Prix for knocking Stroll off the track and got two penalty points on his got, license. I think which, he got one in the end. There was, there, the, yeah, they were saying he was going to get two during the race, but I think he only got one. So, so 
Um, so he's now, so I was going to say he's one point away, but now he's, he's two points he's away two from points getting away. a race ban. That's right. He's got to be fuming against the FIA because I think a lot of the st- stuff against him is not really his fault. Like the issue in the rain, was it in Singapore? Yeah. He got multiple. Yeah. He got like hit hard because he drove past a crane. Yeah, but then he, yeah, yeah, he was driving at uh, too much speed, and also he slowed down. Flag. He slowed yeah. down the uh, during a virtual safety car or a regular safety car too much. That game, like they just right. they threw the book at him. Yeah, there were not there were more than ten car lengths behind between him and his uh, the car in front of him. Yeah. yeah, which then I saw a collage of everyone else's cars, and it looked like everyone had moments of being. Yeah, but then away. again, then again, him pushing stroll of the track wasn't as smart. Yes, <laughs> that was yeah. deserved. he deserved to get his penalty for that one. But it's interesting to see what's going to happen because I'm sure he doesn't want to get like penalties in the next couple of races. I mean, imagine him getting two penalties or one penalty in Brazil and one penalty point in, in Abu Dhabi and having to miss the first race at Alpine next year. <laughs> but imagine he, him taking penalty points on purpose just to miss the last race, get an early holiday and, you know, start a clean sheet next year. I don't... I, that would be crazy. It would be, but... He's like, I don't want to go to Abu Dhabi. <laughs> I want to stay home. Well, he's leaving AlphaTauri. But the, yeah, so. exactly. And, the, you know, you can actually replace the driver with another driver. So you can have, let's say, you know, De Vries is going to be their uh, driver next year. You can already have him drive a race for your team this year. I mean, that's not too bad for you as a team, is it? Yeah. I think it just shows a level of unprofessionalism that... On Gasly's part, yeah. Yeah, that would just have... It would just shake the whole... It, it would just leave a bad taste in everyone's mouth. And the FAA would hate that. Yes. They would be furious. And I, I could see, yeah, things, I could see rules getting changed because of it. Yeah. Then again, you know, you're kind of, yeah, it's, it's bound to happen at some point, isn't it? Yeah. It's strategic. Yeah. It's the whole point of Formula One that I've noticed is finding the best ways to get, you know, get through the rules. I mean, it's like a marriage. It's politics. That's that's the politics of any sport. To a certain extent, it definitely is. Yeah, I mean, it's like the United States, you know, figuring out the best ways to not pay taxes. (laughs) I mean, it's every country. Look at Monaco. (laughs) You know? Oh, yeah, dude. Like, all all these countries are... It's how do you skirt the rules? It's... Oh, yeah. How how do you screw the government? Hi everybody, Joe Leonardo here. And this is Andrew Berger. Along with being the hosts of Stateside F1, Andrew and I are audio engineers with thousands of hours of podcast experience. Between the both of us, we've worked with a wide variety of companies from Google to Discovery as editors, mixers, sound designers, and even social media managers. If it's a companion podcast for a TV show or just a hobby among friends, we can help you with your podcast. Feel free to reach out to us at statesidef1 at gmail.com. I wanted to bring this up. Danny Rick, we just talked about him, but he got driver of the day. I think that was warranted. Even So there's a little bit of controversy about him getting driver of the day because of what he did to Yuki. Um, how are you going to get driver <sighs> of the day and then also get a 10-second penalty for knocking another driver off track? I honestly think... 
it was kind of a crappy move, but I do think it's a little bit of a racing incident. It was a crappy move. I don't know if it was, a, even if it was a racing incident, it was a little bit dumb though. I mean, why don't you just, you know, stay close to him and, and, and overtake him on the start finish straight. I mean, he wasn't fresh or soft. Sonoda was on mediums, I think. I mean, I just didn't really get it why you would why you would take that risk. Because now Tsunoda DNF, but, you know, if you're unlucky, I mean, you, you, you get a puncture. I feel like Red Bull's like, oh, my God, Daniel Ricciardo's back. Like, after that move, and maybe, they, uh, maybe that's when they were like, maybe we should sign him again. I guess everyone loves a guy. That's why they all phone the driver of the day, which is a funny response. <laughs> yeah, I think it's because they, everyone wants to see yeah, him exactly. do good, and then finally something happened. So and it's he like, did have ah. a good race, but then again, he was also it was also a bit flattered by the good strategy that you know, you know he's had a lot of bad luck with his strategies as well. Now he had a lot of you know he was on he was on a good strategy that flattered him a bit. He was on fire when he was on those softs. He was on fire. Yeah, he, he hasn't flying. lost his racecraft. He's just, the car doesn't fit him. Yeah. That's that's the only reason. And I, that's a bit of a Daniel apologist line, but I agree oh. with that line. No, no, no. I, I, that's why I wanted, to, I wanted to respond very quickly. <laughs> I, I agree with that, Andrew. You yeah. Know, I truly, do, I know everyone's like, ugh, you know, people are, people, Danny fans are be like, the car doesn't fit him. Like, no, it it weirdly doesn't. And you can tell. I would love to see him in a Red Bull after Perez retires, but Perez... He signed I, on for a bit now. Yeah, for yeah. two years. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And they're about the same age, Perez and Ricardo, I believe. I think Perez is 32, which terrifies me because he's 32 with a wife and kids, and I'm almost 30, so holy shit. <laughs> Let's well, see. he's also a multi-millionaire Formula One driver. Yeah, that that is not my life. <laughs> so there's a lot more. He's got a lot more going on for him than just the uh, wife, kids, and age. Yeah. Oh, Daniel Ricciardo is actually a year older than Perez. Mm, that's oh, yeah. So wait, Ricardo's. Oh, it says his salary is 15 million. It doesn't say Perez's salary on. You know, when I look him up. Did I mention this already? Perez had a slow pit as well. He had a yeah. five second he took a five second pit stop. Yeah. That was lap twenty four. So early on. That killed me. Yeah. I Perez had the race if he didn't have it's like it's it's like when um when George Russell raced for Mercedes back in twenty twenty when Hamilton was out with COVID. Russell was just destroying, and then Mercedes had a seven-second uh, pit stop and just ruined Russell's race. But it set him up for getting a seat in the future. He proved what he had to prove. Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, he he went out balls to the wall, just like it's the same as the DeFries thing when he raced in um, in the Williams. He raced in the Williams. He got he ended up points. What race was that again? That was also Monza. Yeah, the one that Latifi wasn't at. No, Latifi was. He was, and he You're did right, worse. And he, Albon wasn't. Yeah, uh, he pushed Latifi in twenty into twenty first place when that <laughs> happened, which was insane. Also, speaking of Latifi, Latifi was lapped by Albon this race. His partner lapped him. Then again, on qualifying that race, 
I think uh, De Vries got into Q2 just with like a three tenths different of Latifi. So that was very, very close action. And on, so, yeah, to go back to, uh, yes, going back to Monza, he almost, he could have made Q3, but he had that spin out. I think he just kind of freaked out. True. Yeah. He yeah. was about to do a flying lap, right? Before the timer was going to go out, and then he just yeah. They say he pushed it, pushed the wrong bottle. Yeah, like put a different uh, differential on the brake or something like that. Yeah. Yes, I feel like there's so many embarrassing Latifi moments this season, which is why he got the name Gotifi. He's he's the guy in the Olympic pool who pees. You, <laughs> yes, <laughs> but he's, he's supposed the, to do a high dive, but just pisses instead. No, he's the guy that when they have. The 400 meter butterfly. You have Michael Phelps and the other best swimmers in the world. Then you have Latifi showing everyone what the average person could do compared to the greatest swimmers in the world. First of all, this is like the fourth time we brought this idea up. Yeah, <laughs> of having the Olympics with one one normal guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, just swimming's just very very difficult. <laughs> all right, let's go to predictions. All right, as always, every week before the next race, we give our predictions, which we put into forecastf1.com. That's www.forecast-f1.com, run by the one and only Anton DeVries, who's here right now. Um, So I guess I'll go first this time. So we'll start with poll, my prediction for poll and qualifying. And then for the race, first, second, and third. For pole, I'm just going to give it to Verstappen. I don't know why I keep suggesting other people. <laughs> he keeps getting pole and keeps getting first place. So I'm going with Verstappen. He's such a phenomenal uh, driver. Just look at his laps at yeah. the Mexican Grand Prix. You cannot deny that this man is one of the best drivers of all time. So Verstappen gets pole. Uh <laughs> I just said all that. Now I'm actually going to break it. So I'm going to say Hamilton's going to get first. Oh, even though wow. I just said I shouldn't bet against them. I think looking at the track layout, if Mercedes doesn't screw up strategy, they can take Red Bull. Uh, for second, I'm going to say Verstappen. He's probably going to get first, but I'm going to put him second just because I said Hamilton's getting uh, first. And third uh, is Leclerc. So. Pretty safe prediction, but yeah. it's safe with a little bit, a little bit of spice in there because I have Hamilton for first. Spicy boy, Andrew, or as you wrote in the your name for this uh, recording, Abdrew. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why you're Abdrew on the Zencaster, but it's, go ahead. I I decided to legally change my name in that moment. So well, it's quite unique. I thank you. I I, I try. <laughs> We so, all know that Zencaster is a legal document. Every time you fill out your name, it goes straight to the Census Bureau and the whatever government agency controls people's names. It will be displayed on forecast as well like that. Yes. Perfect. <laughs> okay. So my prediction for Brazilian Grand Prix for qualifying, similar to Joe's, for pole, I have Verstappen. I, I know the track. I saw the track. It's got all these curves, and the Red Bull is just so damn quick. And Verstappen's 
you know, as you said earlier, Joe, is, he's just a freak of nature. So he's going to get pole. And for the top three results, I'm playing it safe. I'm saying Verstappen's going to win this. And maybe Abu Dhabi too. So he's going to finish out the season with the record and probably be untouchable for a couple years. I'm going to see second place is going to be Leclerc. He's just going to come at it like a madman on the back straight. He's just going to gain so much speed. And then third will be Hamilton. Cause I just, I don't, I don't think Mercedes can do it unless Red Bull and Ferrari just have a big screw up during the race or someone gets a penalty. Which Red Bull definitely won't. Ferrari might. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's Ferrari's job to mess up <laughs> their strategy. It's it's kind of part of the... It's it's woven into Formula One's fabric now. They're like the wily e. Coyote of Formula <laughs> One teams. And uh, <laughs> Red Bull is like the roadrunner. Effortlessly yes. not being caught. <laughs> and Wiley e. Coyote doing everything he can to try to catch that damn bird. But just things exploding in his face. I wish they had those cartoons on more often. I I loved watching those as a child. Same. All right, Anton, what do you got? So I'm saying Ferrari will comply. They will get pole. Leclerc will get pole. But then during the race, Verstappen will finish first, Perez second, and then Leclerc will finish third. What uh, makes you say... Ferrari. So when you say Ferrari for pole, uh, you say Leclerc for pole. Yeah. Okay. And I'm saying don't mess up during the race. Yeah. What but makes not, you but think? Not, but not as bad as to have. I think Hamilton will finish fourth. And I think Sainz actually has a already. It has already been said he's going to have a five place grip penalty. I think so. Uh, something to keep in mind as well for the rest of your top ten. Every time mm. I bet on Sainz, I always get burnt. I don't know why I think he's so much better. No, Carlos Sainz. Every time I bet on Carlos Sainz, I always think he's going to do great, and then he doesn't. And then I look at the history of the past races, and there's only been a few that he's done really good at. And I don't know why in my brain I think he's so much better than he is. But don't forget, it's a sprint weekend. So it's actually a qualifying sprint race. Yeah. You know what? I completely forgot about that. Yeah. So you actually. This is the last sprint of the season. That's right. Verstappen is not a fan of sprint races, I read today. Yeah, that's right. He, he said that indeed. Because next year is going to be six instead of three. How do you guys want to do this? Do you want to say our suggestions for pole have been who, who wins the sprint race? Or do you want to say the pole was the qualifying for the sprint race? Up to you. The, you were saying pole, so pole's pole, isn't it? <laughs> that's what they said this year, right? So is qualifying not anymore who wins the sprint which was how it was last year that's like, technical like you would, you would yeah because you know you get a prize for getting pulled yeah 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 yeah. which is confusing with the sprint race alright let's thank you Stefano Domenicali so this is what I'm thinking we'll do I know I said pole but it feels weird to do hey here's who got pulled for qualifying Let's forget about the sprint race and then do winning the actual race. True. So even though we called it pole, it's going to be 
who won the sprint race and then one, two, three for the race. All right. Do you want me to clarify as well how it works for forecast? Because actually you got to make two separate oh, definitely. predictions. Because so you usually get to predict the race, like 10 positions and fastest lap. But now you also um, get the option to predict the sprint race separately and score the points that the driver score for the sprint race as well. So you get to score points eight, seven, well, the, the winner for the sprint race scores eight points, right? So you get the winner of the sprint race right, you score eight points as well. You get the B2 right, you score seven, B3, six, etc. So there's 36 additional points to be scored for the sprint race, and then there's a regular 102 points to be scored for the, for the regular race. Thank you for listening to Stateside F1. And thanks again to our guest, for joining us, Anton DeFries from ForecastF1.com. That's www.forecast-f1.com where you can uh, put your predictions in for the Formula One races and uh, compete against us. So if you do, if you sign up, message us, join our league. We'd love to have you. Please like, comment, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your sweet, sweet podcast content. Follow us on Instagram at StatesideF1 and TikTok at StatesideF1 Podcast. And feel free to DM us. Send us memes, comments, questions, suggestions, etc. We will respond and follow you back. See you all next week. Bye. Cheers. Cheers.